Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Chesapeake Blue, Chapter 7. Cam jogged downstairs. There was nothing like a spin in the shower with Anna to brighten his mood. He poked the head in the den where his youngest son and said, were waged in deadly, bloody battle. They were curses, grunts, shouts. Some of them were from the animation on screen. As usual, Cam found Cam found himself drawn into the war. Axes won, blood flew, swords clashed, and he lost track of reality until Jake let let out a triumph crumb. I kicked your ass. <laughs> Shit, you got lucky. Jake pumped his joystick in the air. Ah, rule, baby! Bow to the king of mortal combat. <laughs> in your dreams, let's go again. Bow to the king, Jake repeated joyously. Worship me, lesser mortal. <laughs> I'll worship you. Seth made his grab. Cam watched them wrestle for a moment. More grunts, impossible threats. A young boy's dopey giggle. A young boy's dopey giggle. Seth and Jake, he thought, weren't so different in age than he and Seth. But Jake had an innocence Seth had never been allowed. Jake had never had to question who he was or if the hands reaching for him meant him harm. Thank God for it. Cam leaned lazily against the door jam and yelled, Come on, Anna. They're just falling around. At the mention of her name, Seth and Jake rolled apart, shot twin looks of panic and guilt toward the doorway. Got you. Cam barked with amusement. That was cold, Dad. That's how to win a battle without a single blow. You. He pointed and said, Let's go. Where are you going? Jake demanded scramble. Can I go? Have you cleaned your room? Done your homework? Found the cure for cancer? And changed the oil in my car? Come on, Dad! Jake went. Seth, grab some beer and head outside. I'll be right along. Sure. Later, kid. Seth tapped a fist in his palm. I'm taking you out. You could take me out if you bought me flowers and a box of chocolates. Good one. Cam commented as Seth snorted out a laugh and left the room. I've been saving it, Jake told me. How come I can't go with you guys? I need to talk to Seth. Are you mad at him? Do I look mad at him? No, Jake said after a careful study of his father's face. But you can be sneaky about that stuff. I just need to talk to him. Jake jerked his shoulder, but Cam saw the disappointment in his eyes, Anna's Italian eyes. Before he plopped back on the floor and reached for his joystick, Cam squatted, Jake. He got the scent of bubble gum and useful sweat. There were grass stains on the knees of Jake's jeans. His shoes were untied. Struck him unexpectedly, as it often did. The struggling slap of emotion that was love and pride and puzzlement rolled into one. Strong fist against his heart. Jake. He said again and ran his hand over his son's hair. I love you. Jeez! Jake hunched his shoulders and with his chin tucked, shifted his gaze up to beat his paws. I know it's tough. <laughs> I love you. But when I get back, there's going to be a bloody coup and a new king in Quinlan. And believe what I'm saying, you will bow to me. You wish, Cam Rose, pleased with the cocky expression on Jake's face. Your days are old or numbered. Start praying, pal. I'll pray that you don't slobber on me when you're begging for mercy, he had to admit. Cam decided as he walked toward the back door. He raised a bunch of wise asses. It did a man proud. What's up? Set the ass tossing Cam a beer as he swung out at the back door. Going to take a little sail. Now? Automatically, Seth looked up at the sky. It'll be dark in an hour. Right of the dark, Mary. Cam sauteed to the dock. Stepped nimbly into the day, sailor. He set the beer aside while Seth cast off. As he had countless time of the past, Seth lifted the oar to push away from the dock. He hoisted the main, and the sound of the canvas rising was sweet. As music, Cam 
man the rudder, finest in the wind, so they glided, smooth and neatly, si nearly silent, away from the shore. The sun was low, its beams striking the water, shining the marsh grass, dying in the narrow channels where the shadows went deep and the water went dark and secret. They motored through, maneuvering between markers, down the river, through the sound, and into the bay, balanced to the sway, set to hoist the jib, trimmed the sails, and came caught the wind. They flew in the wooden boat with its bright wood glittering in its sails white as doves wings they there was salt in the air the thrilling roar that raised and fall of waves as deeply blue as the sky the speed the freedom the absolute joy of skating over the water while the sun went soft toward twilight drained every worry every doubt every sorrow from cesar coming about cam called out sitting his track still more wind still more speed the next fifteen minutes they barely spoke when they slowed came stretched out his legs and popped the top of his beard so what's going on with you going on and his radar tells her something's up with you and she nagged me into finding out what it is seth brought some time by opening his own beer taking the first course i've just been back a couple of weeks so i've got a lot on my mind that's all finger things out suddenly and that kind of thing she doesn't have to worry i'm supposed to go back and tell her she doesn't have to worry Oh, yeah, that'll go down real smooth. Stick it under me. Look, we don't have to go through all that. You know you can talk to me about anything crap, do we? Going that route's only going to make us both feel like morons. No. But it worked a smile out of Seth. Just so I'm thinking about what happens next. I've got to get a place of my own sooner or later. My rep's bugging me about putting together another showing and i'm not sure what direction i want to take there i haven't even finished putting the studio together yet uh-huh camp glanced toward shore the pretty old house tucked back on the banks of the river set followed a look shifted in the bow he'd been so wrapped up in the cell he hadn't noticed the direction sexy flower queen's not home yet came coming maybe she's got a date she doesn't date is that why you haven't moved on her yet who says i haven't Cam only laughs if, if you had, kid. You look a hell of a lot more relaxed. Got me there, said Doc Butcher. In fact, I can drop you off here. You can try that. I was just in the neighborhood, so can I come in and get you naked, game? That won't ever work for you. Uh, Cam let out a long, wistful sigh. Stared up at the skies to deep, dreamy memories. The stories I could tell you. The way I figured... The more a guy gets sex, the more he thinks about it. And the less a guy gets sex, the more he thinks about it. But at least when he's getting it, he sleeps better. Seth patted his pockets. I need a pen. I want to write that one down. She's a very tasty morsel. Amusement flip. She's not a fucking snack. Okay. Have <laughs> nailed the answer he wanted. Came down. I wondered if you were really tangled up about her. Seth the out of breath. Look back toward the... Factful blue house tucked among the trees until it was out. I don't know what I, I don't know what I am. I've got to get my life settled until I do. I don't have time for tangles, but I look at her and I can't figure it out. I like being around her, not that she's easy. Half the time it's like dealing with a porcupine. Wanted a tiara. <laughs> Women without spines are fine for a one-nighter or a good time, but when you're looking for the long haul, shock and panic erupt on say I didn't say that. I just said I like being around her. And you got puppy eyes when he said it. Bullshit! And the fact that he could feel the heat of flesh working up his neck mortified him. He could only hope the light was too dim for Cam not to spot it. Another minute, you'd be whimpering. You gonna trim that jib or just let her riff? 
muttering to himself, Tough Jocelyn, look, I want to paint her. I want to spend some time with her. And I want to get her into bed. I can manage all three on my own. Thanks. If you do, maybe you'll start sleeping better. Drew doesn't have anything to do with how I'm sleeping, or not much, anyway. Cam came about again and headed toward home. Twilight was fun. So are you going to tell me what's keeping you up at night, or do I have to pry that out of you, too? You don't tell me Anna's going to make both of our lives hell until you spill it. Thought of glory and the words crammed in his throat. If you let the first one out, the rest wouldn't just spill. It would be an avalanche. All he could do, all he could see was his family buried under it. He could tell Cam anything, anything but that. But maybe it was time to unload something else. I had this really weird dream. Oh, we're going back to sex, Cam asked, because if we are, we should have brought more beer along. <laughs> I dreamed about Stella. The wicked human on Cam's face drained, leaving a naked and vulnerable. Mom, you dreamed about Mom? I know it's weird. I've never even met her. What well, was she? It was strange how grief could hide inside him. Like a virus, lying low for months, even years, only to spring out, and only be weak and helpless again. What were you doing? Sitting on the dock in the back of the house. It was summer, hot, sweaty, closed. I was fishing, just pulling a line in some of Anna's breeze. You better have been dreaming, can't manage, or you're a dead man. See, that's the thing. The line's in the water, but I knew I'd caught the cheese for bait, and I could smell roses, feel the heat of the sun, then foolish plops down next to me. I know he's gone. I mean, in the dream I know, so I'm pretty damn surprised to see him. Next thing I know, Stella's sitting on the dock beside me. How does it look? It didn't seem like an odd question. While they were gliding along in quiet water in the demon light, it seemed perfectly rational. She looked terrific. She had on this old khaki hat, no brim. The kind you just yanked down over your head, and her hair was falling out of it. <laughs> Jesus. Can't remember that old hat and the way she stuffed her unmanageable hair under it. Did they have a picture of her in the ugly cap? He couldn't recall. I don't want to mess you up with this. Camille shook said, What happened in the dream? Not a lot. We just sat there and talked about you guys and Ray and what. Now they figured it was time she got to play grandma since she missed out on that before. It wasn't what we said so much as how real it seemed. Even when I woke up sitting on the side of the bed, it seemed real. I don't know how to explain it. No, I get you. And he had a number of conversations with his father after Ray had died. Now and his brothers both had similar experiences, but it had been so long now, longer yet since they'd lost their mother, and none of them have ever had that wrenching chance to talk to her again, even in a dream. I always wanted to meet her, says Ken. It feels like I have. How long ago was this? Last week, I guess. Before you start, I didn't say anything at the time because I figured you might freak out. You gotta admit, it's a little spooky. You ain't seen nothing yet, Camp thought. That was one of the aspects of being a Quinn. Seth would have to find out on his own. If you dream about her again, ask her if she remembers the zucchini bread. The what? Just ask her. Camp said as they drifted home. When they got home, dinner was cooking, and Dan McLennan was standing by the stove holding a beer and leaning in for Anna to feed him a spoonful of Rizzo. What the hell's he doing here? Can't demand it. fix this growl on his face because Dan would expect him. Moochin? That's terrific, Mrs. Q. Nobody makes it like you. Makes having to see his face again easier. He added a nod at Seth. 
Why did you move in here three weeks ago? Cam asked him. Nah, I moved to these since two weeks ago. I like to spread myself around. <laughs> More of you to spread around than there was last time I saw you. Sec took his thumb in his pockets and took a long look at his childhood friend. Then it filled out in a way that indicated solid gym time. Can't man just say hey, hi, it's good to see you. Can't man just say hi, it's good to see you again. Hannah wondered. Hi, says o. it's good to see you again. They hoofed together in the one-arm hold. That constitute a male hug. Cam shoot to that chimney but Christ, I'm tearing up. This is so touching. <laughs> Why don't you set the table, and suggested Cam, before you make a sentimental fool of yourself. Let the moocher set it. He knows where everything is. I've got to go dethrone and execu execute our youngest child. Make sure you do it within 20 minutes. We're eating at 21. I'll set the table, Mrs. Q. Now get out of my kitchen. Take your beer and manly ways outside. I don't know why I couldn't have had just one girl. I don't know why that was too much to ask. Next time this one comes over to eat our food, make him put on a dress. Cam caught over his shoulder as he headed for the den at his son's date with destiny. Cam loves me like a brother. Dad's sitting at home. Open the refrigerator and get set the beer. Let's go outside and sit. Let's go out and sit outside like men, scratching and telling sexual lies. They sat on the steps. He took a pull from his beer. Ob says, you're digging in this time. Got yourself a studio over the floors. That's right, Ob says. My information is your little brother's after. <laughs> and when he gets the chance, I see more of her than I see of Will. They've got him doing so many double shifts at the hospital. He calls out stat and other sexy medical terms in his sleep. <laughs> you guys still bunking together? Yeah, for now. Mostly I've got the apartment to himself. He lives and breathes at hospital. Mill, Will McClennan, MD. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> really got off this sectum frogs in biology. You wimped out. Even from this distance, the dog made dang grimace. <laughs> it was and continues to be a disgusting rite of passage. No frogs ever caused me harm. Now that you're back, it screws my plans to visit you in Italy. The two of us sit at some sidewalk cafe. Whatever. An and sexy woman. Figure we'd catch a lot of action. With you being all artistic and me being so damn handsome. <laughs> what happened to that teacher, teacher you've been seeing? Shelly. Shelby? Yeah, well, that's another thing that put my life fantasy, a little fantasy in the dust. Then <laughs> dug in his pocket, pulled out a jewelry box, and flipped the top with some. Holy hell, McLennan. <laughs> Says finished as he blinked at the diamond ring. Got big plans tomorrow night. Dinner, candlelight, music. Get down on one knee, the whole package. Damn, blue out shaking. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> You're getting married? Man, I hope so. Because I love her to pieces. You think she'll go for this? How do I know? <laughs> You're the artist. They said it's up. The ring under Seth's nose. I should look to you. <laughs> look like a fancy gold band with a diamond in the center. But first, you demand it more than that. <laughs> it looks good. Elegant. Classy. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, please dance to again. That's her, man. That she'll be. Okay. Reasonality, <laughs> put the box back in the car. Okay, then. She really wants to meet you. She's into that art crap. That's how I hit on her the first time. I'll be dragging me to this art show at the university because Will was tied up. And there's Shelby, standing in front of this painting. It looked like maybe a chimp had done it. I mean, what is it with that shit that just streaks and splashes with paint? It's a scam, if you ask me. I'm sure Potlock died in shame. Yeah, right, whatever. Anywho, I went up to her and pulled that what does it say to you kind of line. You know what she says? Enjoying seeing his friend so bestowed, settling back against him. What did she say? 
She said the five-year-old's in her kindergarten class. She could do better work with finger paints. Man, oh, man. It was love. So that's when I pulled out the big guns and told her I had this friend who was an artist, but he painted real pictures. Then I dropped your name, and she nearly faded. I guess that's when it really hit me. You've become a BFT. Still have that sketch I did of you and Will hanging over your toilet. It's in a place of honor, so how about you, me, Shelby, and me some night next week for a drink, maybe something to eat. I can do that, but she may fall for me and leave your broken heart. Yeah, that'll happen, but just in case, she's got this run. No, the horror it had Seth throwing up both blocking hand. No fix-ups. You'll just have to take your chances on a girl falling under the spell of my fatal charm. After the meal and the noise, Seth let Dan drag him off to a night of shinies. It turned into a marathon of reminiscence and bad music. They left the porch and living room lamp on for him, so he made it all the way upstairs before he tripped over the dog spot across the bedroom doorway. He cursed out his breath, leaped off, limped off to his room and stripped down to the skin where he stood. His ears were still ringing from the last surrender set when he flopped face down on the bed. It was good to be home, was his last thought, and he fell dreaming and asleep. Mom? In the office of the boyard, Phil said heavily in his chair. He dreamed about Mom? Maybe it was a dream, maybe it wasn't. He's he said she was wearing that old cap. I was right. She wore it often enough. He's probably seen a picture everywhere. She's not wearing it in any of the pictures we've got sent around our place. I'm not saying he hasn't seen a picture, and I'm not saying it wasn't a dream. But Zod, she used to come down and sit on the dock with us like that. She didn't care, care much for fishing, but if one of us was sitting out there brooding over something, she'd come out and sit until we started talking about whatever it was we had on our crawl. She was good at it. He's great. Good at getting down to the meat of it. Doesn't mean this is anything like what happened with us after Dad died. You didn't want to believe that either. <laughs> he to put it out as he added up a bottle of water. Phillips off his refrigerator. I know this. Something's bothering the kid and he doesn't want to talk about it. Not to me anyway. Stung a little. Can't a minute. If anybody can get it out of him, it's Mom. Even in a dream. In the meantime, I guess we just watch him. I'm going down before he figures out we're up here talking about it. Kip started out to stop the dream. I told him if he dreams about her again to ask her about the zucchini bread. Well, his brothers looked like he's a remote person. Laughed so hard he had to sit on the edge of the desk. Cry still piece back. I've forgotten all about that. We'll see if she remembers. Cam said then started down into the den of the work area. He'd gotten to the last step when the outer door opened. Spilling in sunshine just so true. Well, hello, gorgeous. Looking for my idiot brother. Which idiot brother? His grin was pure appreciation. You catch on. Says Aaron. Says Aaron is key. Actually, I wasn't, but Cam already had her hand and was leading her along. Legs spread, his back to her. Seth stood on the decking of the boat, stripped to the waist. His back and arms showed considerable more muscle than might be expected from a man who wielded a paintbrush for a living. He guzzled from a bottle of water like a man who hadn't drank in a week. Her old mouth was dry watching him. Swallow, shallow, Drew told herself, shallow, 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 to be interested in a man, simply because he looked hot and hard and handsome. She appreciated intellect and strength of character and personality, and now really excellent, but she admitted, sewer. 
She managed to board licking her lips before he turned. He reached up to swipe at his brow with his forearm and spotted her. Now, in addition to the long male body clad only in jeans and work boots, her senses were assaulted by that lethal power of his smile. She saw his mouth move. It was like his butt. Excellent! But the words he spoke were drowned out by the music. Willing to assist, Cam walked over and turned the stereo down to merely laugh. Hey! Albert's head popped up from another What gives? <laughs> We've got company. Drew watched with some interest as Seth ran and over Aubrey's shoulder as he jumped down from the deck. <laughs> We're on for tomorrow, right? He asked her as he walked over, pulling a bandana out of his pocket to wipe his hands and face. Yes? Drew noted that Aubrey continued to watch with considerable interest over him. I didn't mean to interrupt your work. I was running some errands while Mr. G watches the shop, and I thought I'd come in and have a look at the operation here. I'll show you around. You're busy, and your black companion was watching me like your guard dog, she decided. In any case, I'm told it's probably you I want to see, she said to Cam. Cam gestured and said, I told you. That's what all the pretty ladies say. What can I do for you? I want to buy a boat. <laughs> Is that so? Cam draped an arm around his shoulders, turned the leader toward the stairs. Well, Sugar, you've come to the right place. Hey, says Gun, I can talk about boats. Junior partner, we try to humor him, so what kind of boat are you interested in? Slope, 18 feet, arch bottom, cedar hall. Probably a spoon bow, though. I'll be flexible if the designer has another idea. I want something with good balance, reliable stability, but when I want to move, I want to move. She turned to study the gallery of sketches and told herself she admired the art of them later. For now, she wanted to make a point. This hall, this bow. She said, gesturing two sketches. I want something dependable, quick to the wind, and I want a boat that lasts. She obviously knew her boats. A custom job like that's going to cost you. I don't expect it comes free, but I don't discuss terms with you, do I? I believe that's your brother Philip's area. And if there are any more other specific details, that would be Ethan's. Done your homework. I like to know who I'm dealing with, and I prefer dealing with the best. That, uh, by all counts, is both by Quinn. How soon can you work up a design? Man, oh man, can't thought you're going to drive the kid crazy, and it's going to be fun to watch. Let's go upstairs, and we'll figure it out. It was Ethan who walked her down, and out 30 minutes later, the lady he discovered who port from Starbird had very specific ideas about what she wanted, and held her own against a group of men who never had their rough edges quite smooth out. We'll have a draft of the design drawn up by the end of next week, he told her. Sooner, if we can browbreach Seth into doing most of it. Oh, she said. She said what she hoped was a casual glance toward the worker. Does he do some of the designing? Do some of the designing. <laughs> when we can pin him down, always had a knack pretty obviously. He draws better than the three of us put together, and then some. She followed his gaze and looked at his gallery boats. It's a wonderful collection in retrospective, I suppose. You can see his artistic process very clear, clearly. This one here. He tapped his finger against the sketch of a skipjack. He did this, John, when he was ten. Ten? Fascinated, she moved closer, studying it now as a student. I'd study the early works of a master in a museum. I can't imagine what it would be like to be born with that kind of gift. It would be a burden for some, wouldn't it? In this way, Ethan took his time, considering following the lines of his old skipjack as seen through the eyes of the of a kid. I guess it would. Now, for Seth, it's a joy for him. And what you call a channel always has been, well... He was never long in conversation, so he offered her a quiet smile on his hand. I'm, it's going to be a pleasure doing business with you. Likewise, thanks for making time for me today. We always got time. She her out and wandered into the driving beat of Sugar Ray and Power Sanders. He was halfway through the lights when Seth shut off his tool. Drew up with you guys? 
Nope, she went on. Went on! Well, damn it, you could have said something. He vaulted down from the boat, <laughs> sprang for the door. Albie found out of him. He's half stuck on her already. Seems like. Ethan tilted his head at the look on her face. Problem. I don't know. She said, I don't know. She's just not what I pictured for him, that's all. She's all kind of stiff and fancy with a high snoo factor, if you ask me. She's alone, he's correct. Not everybody's as easy with people as you are, uh, as you are, Aubrey. Besides the fact, it's what says pictures that matters. Yeah, but she's far from sold on you, Scylla. End of chapter 7.